0: It's March 20th, 2018. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Tanner. And you're listening to Chart Chat, your weekly guide to the past week of pop singles hitting the US and UK charts. Welcome back, Tanner.
1: We're back. We had to take a uh, bit of a break, uh, mostly because I had to send my computer in for repairs, which meant that we could not edit the podcast. (laughs) But we're glad to be back. Um, We will be releasing an episode we recorded two weeks ago on Monday, mm-hmm. and then this one that we're recording will come out the day afterwards, which is why March twentieth, a Tuesday. Yes. But how are you?
0: I'm doing really well. I was excited to come back. Yes. You know, when you stop doing something that's such a habit, you're like, oh man, what? Where is it in my life?
1: Take another little piece of my heart. I kn- yeah. exactly.
0: So I'm very excited to announce that probably for the first time ever i'm loving almost all of the picks on my side it's a all good the week, entries it is for the most part yeah so let me kick us off we have at number 96 on the uk official singles chart blossoms with i can't stand it at 85 we have tory lanes with his song bid Number 83, we have Megan Trainers, No Excuses. At 71, we have XXX Tentacion with Changes. At 59, we have Logic featuring Marshmallow, Every Day. Number 41, we have DJ Khaled, Jay Z, Future, and Beyonce with Top Off. Number 37, we have Mostac, What I Wanna. And number 30, we have Dave with Hangman. And the highest entry this week is at number 26 with XXXTentacion's SAD.
1: Excellent. And we'll see some of those here on the U.S. side of things. But first one kicking off, debuting at number 100, it's SZA with Broken Clocks. Debuting at number 99, there's Blake Shelton's I Lived It. Debuting at number 98, there's Sativa by Janae Aiko featuring Sway Lee from Ray Shremard, who we'll see a little later. Debuting at number 96, there's Chris Brown with his song Tempo. Debuting at number 91 is also Chris Brown with Joyner Lucas with their song Stranger Things. Nicky Jam and J Balvin debut at number 80 with their song X. Ray Shremard and Juicy J debut at number 76 with their song Power Glide. Debuting at number 47 is Tentacion with his song Changes. Debuting at number 46 is No Excuses by Megan Trainer. Number 43, we have Logic and Marshmallow with their song Every Day. Caitlin's laughing because it's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, like ghastly and also apparently he stole the beat from a, like a Russian producer or something. Mm-hmm. But we're not talking about that one. Uh, what we will talk about later though is debuting at number 22, which is top off by DJ Khaled featuring Jay-Z, Future, and Beyonce. And as with the UK, the highest debut we have in the US is XXX, Tentacion debuting at number 17 with his song, Sad.
0: XXX XX, excellent. I love my jokes.
1: I'm going to break my computer again.
0: (laughs) No. Okay. Well, I'm going to kick us off then with my first pick of the week, and that's the lowest entry on the UK charts. This is I Can't Stand It by Blossoms. again. That was I Can't Stand It by Blossoms. These guys are really cool. So they're a band of friends uh, just from outside of Manchester, England. They formed in 2013. Obviously, they have a lot going on in terms of synthesizers. The guys that do play synth in the band also play bass, backup vocals, keyboards. They're kind of jacks of all trades, um, which is really interesting. They obviously, I think, follow in two kinds of traditions that are related so brit pop obviously British band pop sound and kind of a synth pop 80s kind of vibe I wouldn't be surprised if I heard this on like serious xm 80s throwbacks or whatever they have channels like that what's really cool also just as an aside their self-titled album that came out Um, last year was nominated for the 2017 Mercury Award, which is a big deal in the UK. They did not win. Um, They also came in fourth in some competition that I now forget. But I think overall they have a really cool vibe and it's really happy. And I've been listening and hearing a lot of songs on the charts that are sad. And maybe I'm uh under simplif- oversimplifying it
2: no i think that's fair
0: yeah so this was kind of refreshing first, yeah refreshing yeah. first on my list like okay yes this kind of set the tone and i don't know maybe it made me happy and it made me more like willing to like all of the other entries i don't know i think sometimes my mood can shift like that
1: a good palette cleanser from some of the more uh gloomy songs that we might be talking about later.
0: Yes, very true. So, I don't know, the beat is like it's so pure. It's really nice. And obviously going back to the 80s throwback thing, I feel like this song could be set to a collage of like Stranger Things. Do you watch Stranger Things, Tanner?
1: I don't, but I'm familiar with some of the soundtrack and the visuals. Um I mean it, it reminds me, you know, we were talking uh maybe the most recent episode or an episode or two ago, that Muse track having a similar sort of uh, retro sound. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, I really, I don't know. I like it, but I can also see how it gets old really quickly. And I was just speaking with Tanner about that earlier of like, man, I like to play songs over and over and over and over and over again. And this one, sometimes I'm like, Oh, this one again. But that said, I think there's a lot of really cool musical things going on here. So I guess primarily like the bass, the unchanging drum pattern, and then these like synth block chords that are kind of the foundation of the song, which is interesting because if you think of a lot of pop music, like synthesizers, yes, synthesized instruments are usually like the building blocks of any song. But to have it function as really like a foundation or like a really, I don't know how to describe it, but it's supported. Mm. primarily by bass and synth, not necessarily the drums, even though they're there. I kind of forget about those while I'm listening to the song. Um, I'm impressed with all the moving parts, and I really like this bass player. His name is Charlie Salt, and he has like mad skills. And I think the bass line is, one, really well mixed here. Um, I don't know, Tanner might disagree. I would be interested no. to hear your production thoughts on this. Um, and it is, I think it functions as the most contrasting sound. And it's really important, obviously, because there's a lot of trebly stuff going on in this song. Even the vocals, right? We have this guy, his name is Tom Ogden, or Ogden, O-G-D-E-N. How do you say that?
1: i guess it'd be ogden
0: ogden yeah that sounds more british probably i don't know um, but yeah so he kind of sounds if you're familiar with the kooks like a luke pritchard or kind of andrew wells uh, i forget how to say his last name but mgmt's lead singer like he's kind of a mix between both of those his accent british accent doesn't come out as much as luke pritchard but it's also very like trebly hmm. so trebly synths trebly vocals like you have everything and then this bass line which is so prominent that it's usually not in a lot of pop songs and going and mm-hmm. kind of having its own riffs and like not solos per se but it's doing a lot mm-hmm. for the song yeah. and that was what stuck out to me most about this one any thoughts tanner
1: not particularly I mean like you said it's a it's a sound that is familiar mm. in a lot of ways but also has some features that are more prominent than other examples of this style mm-hmm. um i'm thinking of the uh what was that 50 shades song for you
0: oh yeah yeah. yeah.
1: and that was an example of another very synth heavy pop song but one that was much more highly tilted towards the treble yes like there was that loop that you had me play mm-hmm. the little the little break with the really high pitch pads yeah. um and that song didn't have something like you were saying like the bass on this to kind of counterweight that so yeah as a song it doesn't really do much for me but it sounds nice
0: oh fair enough i'll take it uh my next pick is going to be hangman by dave
2: Yes. their jealousy creep in, what you eat with, the girls that you sleep with, what you talk with, walk with, speak with, the first to the motives and last to the meetings. I know is how to work, bruv Start off as a worker, and that's just how it works, bro. When I was trying to work, niggas never tried to turn up. But when it's time to turn up, everybody turns up. And I don't know what I was thinking with the tweets about the searches. But when Harry got murdered, man was so emotional. Trying to find solutions, I had some good intentions, but I guess I couldn't word them.
1: We'll downbeat, yeah.
0: <laughs> so we did talk about Dave. Uh he's a 19-year-old UK grime up-and-comer last November when we talked about I think a couple,
1: yeah. maybe 3
0: of his tracks. I believe it. Yeah, and that was from his album titled Game Over. So this is the most recent single he's released after that album, and he's still doing his thing. Clearly I dig it so much. So if you recall, and are loyal listeners, you will remember the like mammoth raps that Dave had. So these are not typical of charting music, eight or nine minute Uh long, freestyle, so no choruses, not anything too catchy about them, but just kind of the raw, open, honest, and totally immaculate voice that he has. So I think... Here he's still clearly playing with the ambient kind of super minimal backing tracks like he had on How I Met My Ex when it was kind of just piano Mm -hmm. or one other instrument. And he's kind of toying, I think, with adding more beats but in a really interesting and selective way we don't hear the same thing kind of over and over and over again or oh it's this way in the verse and then it's this way in the chorus like it's it's varied a Mm -hmm. lot and ultimately I think he's a he's doing a really good job of condensing his ideas this still feels long to me
1: that's a good way to put it but long in a good way Long in a good way. Right,
0: like I'd still listen to those eight, nine minute raps and enjoy it. But I think perhaps he's realizing that he wants to cater to certain listeners or maybe a certain um, position on the UK official charts. And he's shortening things a bit. Um, I really like it. And I like the way he's branding and differentiating himself, especially from more mainstream hip hop and also the American music that are you know or that is really high on the charts in England right now. This is very very different.
1: And presumably condensing his ideas as you put it for the singles. That still leaves open the possibility of him still doing the 8 or 9 minute tracks on the album for us to gush about later, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really smart move that doesn't feel watered down, I guess is what I would say, like it doesn't feel like a Like, it's in the shadow of something like How I Met My Ex.
0: Right. Or, like, not, I hate when people use this phrase, but, like, selling out. You know? Like, Uh, he didn't give up on that, I guess, the image that he went for in that album. Sure. And a lot of people argue, like, oh, change, the artist should change, or no, change is bad, you know? And, like, that's kind of an irrelevant discussion to me Mm. to have, but... I really like the direction it's going in. Totally. But back to this song, if you can remember it, we've talked a lot around it. Um, I texted Tanner when I first heard the song and like I literally swooned at the piano. <laughs> and this opening is brilliant. It's just piano chords, kind of a really disgruntled Beethoven-y sounding opening, right? And then you have kind of a little distorted vocal line come in, reminiscent of Post Malone, Rockstar, at the end of that song. Um, And then his voice just kind of literally cuts through everything. I can't can't really compliment his voice enough. It's so rich in tone, and I'm kind of sad because my voice will never sound that beautiful. (laughs) And have the ability to kind of I think, cut through a mix like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. Do you have any thoughts along those lines, Tanner?
1: Not in terms of the mix, but just in terms of sort of narrative strength, I think that's also something that comes into play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think the stories that he's trying to tell would be less effective if he did not also have the sort of tonal quality to his voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I remember when we were talking about him, uh, the first episode where we were talking about him, We were talking about how he sounds much older than he actually is, Mm -hmm. uh, has a bit of that, that gravel, that gravelly sort of wizened Mm -hmm. air about him. um, And it sounds like both of us can't get enough of it. Yeah,
0: I love it. Um, I just, for the sake of being kind of a piano nerd, I want to play back to back kind of the opening of Beethoven's, uh, the first movement of his Sonata number eight in C minor, as everyone, you must know this piece, Tanner, Um, and also Dave's track, because they're kind of striking similarities in a lot of ways, and I'm wondering if, I don't know if it could have been subliminally what he was going for, but regardless, here you go.
1: used to be able to play that many, many years ago. <laughs> many
3: moons ago. <sighs>
0: <laughs> I'm just so taken with that comparison. And obviously, uh, Dave takes out a few more notes than Beethoven obviously wrote. And again, I have no idea what that was, if that was what he was going for or some kind of vibe he was trying to evoke. But immediately when I heard that song, I was like... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, this is so angsty. So that kind of set the set the tone for me a little bit. Uh, I think the last point I kind of want to make is about the lyrics here. So he's, and going back to branding and what he's kind of presenting himself as or what kind of artist he is. He's really political. He's critiquing London here. And he had a track from Game Over called Question Time that was severely critiquing the British government, the American government, war policy, like housing situations, all of the above were in this like eight minute wrap.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: This one's a little toned down and he mostly kind of touches on the city. So he says, London is cursed, the city's got a problem. Too many youths are dying and I'm sick of it, this kind of thing. And he's still really, really sensitive about his brother who is sadly in jail and it's unclear to me whether or not he received a life sentence, but Dave kind of alludes to that. Mm. And I think he's working through his feelings a lot. And it's, it shows kind of how, how much he feels. So I think mainly his songs fall into this either political critique-y kind of category or the, I'm a 19 year old, I just want to play FIFA and like, sit with my girlfriend or whatever and there's almost right now no in between like they're either really fun three and a half minute you know hip-hop rap kind of themes or blondin sucks and (laughs) i miss my brother and all this stuff so i'm really looking forward to seeing more from him and i know you are too tanner dave woo all right last pick for my side we're
1: doing a jumbo episode
0: I know, it's exciting. I'm excited. We do it for you, dear listener. Yep. And my last pick is Sad.
3: i if you're ever going yeah, suicide if you ever try to let go. Uh. I'm sad and all, yeah. I'm sad and all, yeah. Who am I'm not afraid to let go. You uh. decide if you ever gonna let me know. Yeah, suicide if you ever try to let go. Uh. I'm sad and all, yeah. I'm sad and all, yeah. I gave her everything she took my heart and- I won't am lost and I'm found so in life. I love when you're all
0: right that was sad by xxx tentacion songs the lead single from an album that dropped on March 16th at midnight very exciting it was released along with changes as the lead singles from the album This is XXX's, I think I'm gonna say that from now on instead of XXX Tentacion. Um, It's his highest charting song on the US charts to date. So as a reminder, that's number 17. Kylie Jenner also unofficially promoted the song on her Snapchat story, so basically the whole world heard it. And X kind of, I guess, made a little Thank you, Instagram, to Kylie. I follow this. I love this stuff. Well, I mean, Um, we talked
1: about Snapchat with that Bozzy song, so.
0: Yes, very true. Social media, the power. Um, And XXX basically said, I appreciate you. And that was the Instagram caption. <laughs> I was like, oh, look, That's he's being so nice. As a reminder, he's also 18 and has done some very, very horrible things. There are lots of allegations against him. There are also very controversial music videos and things of this nature. Um, I do not think I will be seeing him in concert soon. A lot of people get hurt at his concerts. By him. By him. Right. Oh, my gosh. I also read a story last year of a guy rushing the stage and hitting him, like knocking him out sure. cold, yeah, which is insane. Like, wow. I've never been to a show where I would have felt that. Would happen. <laughs> it's crazy. So this guy, I mean, I really enjoy his music and I'm going to talk to you a little bit about it and maybe how it contrasts with Dave in a couple of different mm. ways. So, If Dave is known for his long freestyle raps, like we said before, XXX is known for way shorter clips, just punchy, really sad raps, and everything from what's been described as emo rap to really slow piano accompaniment with him singing, no rapping involved at all. So he's kind of a genre bender in a lot of interesting different ways. The most recent album... Titled Question Mark. I'm gonna say question mark, even though it's just the graphic of a question mark. Yeah. So usually I interpret that as just like me shrugging my shoulders and, and like putting up my hands. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't do that on a podcast. So question mark. Um only two of the songs out of the 18 tracks are over three minutes long, which is insane to me. And I think really cool too. It's a very interesting way to listen to an entire album. But, alas, we are talking about sad. So let us talk about that. Obviously, the song you just heard can be classified as rap or pop. However, I have put a couple different selections in the playlist for this week. Uh, If you want to check out kind of the really distorted, screaming, psychedelic rap, if that sounds, I guess, appealing, Tanner.
1: Or sort of a polar opposite, at least.
0: Mm hmm. Uh, It's very, very interesting. So just as an opener, I really love this song right now. It's probably my favorite pick of everything this week. And it's for a lot of reasons. So first of all, the production on this, I think is good. There's one thing that sticks out to me that I will tell you in one moment but the production's done by John Cunningham. He's based in LA. He's not really well known yet. I couldn't find out too much about him, but things might change, obviously, as he garners popularity from his work with XXX. I like how XXX sings and then goes immediately to kind of rapping. So he has this little kind of falsetto, Mm -hmm. and then kind of cuts down to, you know and the production thing is those aren't really seamlessly sewn together they seem very choppy kind of he recorded like all of those and then kind of recorded a separate track those weren't placed that well together in my opinion tanner do you agree
1: i'm not sure if i do i like I don't know if I hear the choppiness and if I did hear the choppiness I feel like it would kind of contribute to the dour nature of the song.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm going to say I'm going to say no.
0: Okay, that's totally fair <laughs> enough. It doesn't matter. I was just like singing it on my own like with the song
1: and trying to do those jumps. Right,
0: and yeah. I was like this is hard. Is he really that great of a singer? I don't know. So anyway, it's to be determined, I guess. So I also really like, I don't know, Radioactive by Imagine Dragons is kind of like the new all of Nickelback. Like, people love to hate that song. Agreed. And, (laughs) yeah, Tanner does not like the song. So, I really like how this has that radioactive bass drum, like, you know? Mm. And it's used in such a controlled way. And, I don't know, I really, really enjoy it. And, I guess maybe the last thing I want to talk about before we get to Tanner's picks, is the message of the song. It's really depressing. It's kind of about a breakup, but not really knowing where you are in a relationship, I would say. It talks about love being torturous, but then this question, I guess, or like rather a statement maybe of I'm sad I know you, Could you imagine how you would have to feel towards a person to actually admit, like, I'm really sad I know you?
1: It's a bit reminiscent of that Georgia Smith song, the first of her songs that we talked about, I've Got You to Let Me Down. Yeah. It's a little reminiscent of that in my mind. With
0: Stormzy. Right. Yeah, and man, the more I reflect on that, like, the sadder I become. And I don't think I have anybody in my life, even acquaintances, that I am literally sad to know. So... With that, I'm going to toss it across the pond for Tanner to pick up with
1: Top Off. So the first of the three songs that I want to talk about is, once again, DJ Khaled playing host at a party, basically, (laughs) and he invites all of his very famous friends. Uh, Last year, of course, there was I'm the One, which we briefly talked about in a previous episode, Quavo, Chance the Rapper, I forget who else, Lil Wayne. Uh, This time, we've got Future, we've got Jay-Z, we've got Beyonce. Potentially a bigger set of names. Potentially not. Potentially a set of names that appeals to a different demographic maybe or appeals more widely. Mm. That was something that crossed my mind. Um, Perhaps for that reason or perhaps for other reasons, unlike I'm the one... This song does not sound like it only took five minutes to make, <laughs> uh, which sounds uh, like faint praise. But uh, there's actually a lot to like in the song. And before I play the clip, just something to prime your ears: uh, the clip we're going to play starts and ends with um, appearances from Future, mm-hmm. and just kind of keep in mind the comparison between what he sounds like at the beginning of the clip and what he sounds like at the end of the clip. Uh, so again, this is top off.
2: I see the top of that Maybach, I see the top of the Maybach,
3: uh, I, I, to the top of my Maybach, I, to the top of my main Maybach. I chop the top off a of notice, ride around town with the floaters. 1.5 for the land delay, B put the boy on notice. Boy on notice. I'm the only lady still a realest nail in the room. I break the internet top two and I ain't number two. My body, my ice, my cash, all real, I'm a triple threat. Tear that up and then leave. Come back, tear that up and leave again. Talk about that coupe and it look like Frank Nick. In the hood hollering, free Meek. Too deep, it's just me and Jay, You're both in them cold side seats. Woo! I like holla. Who am I rather? If they're trying to party with the queen, they go out to sign and undiscover. I took the top of the maybell. I took the top of the maybell. I took the top of the maybell. I took the top of my maybell. I to the top of my maybell. I took the top of the maybell. I took the top of the maybell.
2: I took the top of the maybell. I took the top of the maybell.
1: So the reason I pointed out. The difference in Future's uh, vocal performances there, or at least try to prime your ears for that, is because over the course of the song, Future returns with that refrain, and it sounds like his voice is growing more and more like panicked yeah. over the course of the song. Uh, if you compare the beginning to the end of that clip, at the end of this clip, he's like he's. It sounds like he's wheezing <laughs> between his lines, like he's wheezing for breath, um, and that wheezing is even more kind of the striking because of how heavily it's auto-tuned because again it's future there's going to be a lot of auto-tune and so that wheezing it just sounds odd to me in a really compelling way in a really tense way kind of and I think for DJ Khaled's part the production on this actually contributes to that um whereas the production on I'm the One was kind of flat out lazy here you know You've got the sirens going. That's a very uh, familiar way to add some tension. But then you've also got these weird prickly little synth things that are kind yeah. of needling at you, and it's just going back and forth between those two notes, and yeah. it just kind of nee Again, more tension. Uh, really doing a good job of kind of amplifying what future is going for. But Khaled also knows when to take a step back. Mm-hmm. Um, so... After Future's refrain, Jay-Z starts, like he's gonna do another verse, but then everything dips down and Beyonce like emerges from the fog. Emerges. And she's amazing, she's perfect, blah, blah, blah. The usual praises of <laughs> Beyonce. But in particular, I really enjoy how she sings traditionally at the beginning, and then at the end, once everything sort of kicks back into gear, Uh, she's singing with the Mm autotune, just like Future was. Um, I think that's a really cool way to be identifiably Beyoncé, but also, at the end of your appearance, do a really good handoff back to Future. Right. So you have that sort of continuity that emerges after that sort of break when Beyoncé first uh, joins in, Um, which I think is really cool. Um, I don't really have that much to say about (laughs) Jay-Z. I think the last thing I have to say is that, as Caitlin pointed out, the cover art is really cute. Mm. It's DJ Khaled and his kid just sitting, Bebe. presumably sitting in the Maybach with the top off because, you know, it's an aerial shot. But <laughs> you're less into the song, right?
0: I'm less into this song, and I was a little bit less charmed, I guess. I'll use that word with the Beyonce-like mm. feature here. Mm-hmm. And I think that was because... Maybe everybody else around her didn't seem as, g- I don't want to say good, but like Beyonce <laughs> just comes out and like sings and has a sleigh queen <sighs> moment and then kind of starts yelling almost. like, And she's pushing her voice. You can hear mm-hmm. it, like the gravelly c- tones coming out. And then, like you said, Future comes back in. And I was, <clears throat> right. And I was like, man, was like Future recording underwater and like Beyonce was just, oh my gosh, I have this image now of that music video with her, you know, and she like opens the doors and like the water spills out. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah.
1: Or maybe Future's out of breath because he's trying to keep up with Beyonce.
0: That's probably true. <laughs> so we talked a few weeks ago about King's Dead and how yes. that kind of, those section breaks and the weirdness and juxtaposition between like everything... And it was a three minute song, kinda like this. Worked, and I think this worked less, but yeah.
1: Also, shout outs to King's Dead. It's at twenty-three on the hot one hundred. Mm-hmm. Still climbing. Mm-hmm. That's its peak. Love it. So also, while we're shouting out chart climbs, I'm still excited, out of my mind, that Ric Flair drip by offset Metro Boom and jump from thirty-six to number sixteen. <laughs> oh. God. Anyway,
0: it's probably because Tanner's been listening. I've to been me so yes, <laughs> I yes. It's
1: just me. <laughs> <sighs> With that out of the way, we're gonna take a take a seat, similar to a recent episode where I had us sort of chill out. I'm gonna welcome you to the zone out zone. This is a subsection, two of the three songs that I want to talk about that are both very conducive to just kind of zoning out. The first example of this is X. This is the song by Nicky Jam and J Balvin. These are both reggaeton stars. Like No, no if ands, or buts. They are stars. Um, this track debuted at number 5 on the Hot Latin Songs chart. Uh, so for Nicky Jam that is his 5th top 10 hit on that chart. And for J Balvin that is his 13th top 10 hit on the (laughs) hot latin songs chart um however they have not had a lot of songs uh track on the aggregate hot 100 chart Mm. um they've each had a couple that have kind of been in the middle to lower regions uh with the notable exception last year um or was that earlier this year what is time it blurs together um j balvin had his song mi gente that had a remix that added Beyonce on it and that mm-hmm. peaked at number three after that remix came out mm-hmm. um, so that's all the background you need so now just find a comfortable position we're gonna listen to about a minute of X <laughs>
3: Para os ganas de comerte ahora soy más fuerte quiero tenerte y no te voy a negar Está muy claro y ya No te lo voy a negar Está muy
1: claro y ya I'm low-key obsessed with that synthesizer <laughs> on the chorus like the rest of the song, it is very, very simple mm-hmm. and very, very, very hypnotic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that hypnotic quality is even more powerful because within that synthesizer line, the doo 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 every so often a note is so late that it almost feels like it lands on a different part of the beat. hmm mm-hmm. And it, ha- it makes it have just this very relaxed, almost kind of lethargic feel that yeah. I love. Yeah. And then you repeat it an octave higher. Yeah. And that's even better. And I, as I was listening to this, I was actually lying on the floor of my apartment listening to this, which was like perfect. Yeah. I was lying on my floor cause I need to stretch my back out, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> um, and then I was like, wait, this is the perfect position to be listening to this song in. Because I'm just like staring at the ceiling, zoning out. The voices are super smooth. The beat's going. That repetitive synth line. And just get almost into this trance.
0: That's so I fascinating. Good. <laughs> See, I, and I love this song. I am also low-key obsessed with it right now and i'm still figuring out my feelings but i have Mm. the opposite reaction like i want to move when i hear that beat displacement i kind of want to move my body to fill it in somehow even though that's not physically or any in any way possible right so i question like this almost like this release date i was talking earlier of like man release this in the summer this would be beach party like song anthem for summer 2018 and i wonder if that's in their minds or if they just have this really sick song and they want to release it it as soon as possible but yeah i have i have the opposite reaction
1: fascinating and i think it's also a good time to bring up another song that we had opposite reactions to despacito being a song that i was not into potentially contradicting contradicting myself because of how sluggish it felt mm-hmm. i every time i listened to despacito it was like it's too slow why is it so slow and this is a song that feels more subdued and more lethargic to me and i think it works because it feels like they lean into that slowness more Mm -hmm. than on despacito which to my ears at least still tried to have some sort of an energy to the vocals and the arrangement that this doesn't have um but i know you really liked despacito
0: yes i like the justin bieber remix less but i know exactly what you mean and Mm. i'd like to add the point that i think there's more contrast going on in x than there is in despacito like you have this lovely like latin love ballad and then obviously the reggaeton beat with uh daddy Mm -hmm. yankee Mm -hmm. and that's it you know you Mm -hmm. don't have this really kind of i don't know this synth line in x just i don't know burns into your brain it's very easy to recall and It's really easy to latch onto. It's easy to lose yourself in and like become this trance, I don't know, trance state. And whether you're laying on the floor or whether you're dancing dancing. in a club, it's the same kind of effect.
1: Yep. And also before we move on, I do know that Despacito means slowly in Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just picky. Slowly. (laughs) All right. So the third song I want to talk about, we're going to do a real deep dive here. This is Power Glide by Ray Shremmerd and Juicy J. So I actually heard the song uh, a few weeks ago when it first came out I was like, I think I like it, but I'm not sure, still kind of unsure. It's long, it's five and a half minutes. And then over the spring break, which was last week, uh, our colleague and good friend Tim Booth in the music program uh, was throwing some cricket viewing parties. Mm. He's from New Zealand and New Zealand was playing England in yes. some cricket matches.
0: These are not crickets like the bug. Correct. It is a sport.
1: The sport. Mm -hmm. Sport. Um, And Tim was live streaming the game through ESPN. um, So there were only a couple commercials that would just keep playing. Mm -hmm. It was like the same set of commercials. One of these commercials was for some batch of NBA games that was upcoming. And the song was playing underneath the commercial. And we saw that commercial so many times that the second night of cricket, Tim was basically going crazy. He's like, I'm so tired of hearing this song. I can't stand <laughs> it, what is this? Fast forward to last week, when I look at the debuts, I see Powerglide and I think, oh, we definitely have to talk about this. Oh yeah. So before playing the clip, uh just a quick note, I really like both of the, the verses on this from Sway Lee and some Jimmy. Um I think they both do a really good job. I wish I could have played both of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um I can't just for reasons of time, but um, I went with the former. I went with Swaley's, uh verse for a particular reason. Um, there is a effect that gets placed on the beat at one point, so that's kind of another thing to prime your ear for um as we listen to this clip. my lap because you don't want
3: to roll it in the lamp. She wanna speak up, coming out of close. I'm in Wonderland when she coming down the pole And I don't care if she take all of mine Like it ain't but a dollar sign Hold on, I'ma gone honeys so up Hold on I don't care if she had a man's had Man? So man. A carry gang, get your fingernails did With no shame, for down Flying as a tail And she findin' a mother love, love her. Can I hit that out? Like a bullseye hey. She gon' suck like a blood sucker. My feet higher than a mop. Oh, I hear you like fast cash. Fast cash baby, baby, you know I got the hearts for you. I got the hearts. Been working so I cash in. She said, I only wanna dance for you. Dance. We had no mercy for you, nah. No, no. Me and my chicken closer than in lost. Fuck an interview, she know that I am.
1: Okay, so I'm going to potentially get egg on my face here as I try to explain what is or what I think is going on. Okay. So that effect that I pointed out, uh, there's a point where the beat gets really muffled and kind of whooshy sounding. There's a sort of tunneling effect. Mm. I heard that and was like, okay, it's either a phaser or a flanger. Okay. I have always been really bad at telling the difference between the two, let alone describing. Because they're both effects that make a similar sort of whooshy, tunnel-y sort of sound. Yeah. Here's my attempt at explaining them. So both a phase and a flange works by duplicating the sound and then you alter one of the signals. Flange, or a flanger, a device that does a flange effect, makes that sort of whooshing sound by a time delay. It takes one of the two signals, one of the two duplicate signals, and delays it slightly. Phasers, on the other hand, offset, true to their name, the phase of one of the sound waves. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? To my understanding, when you offset the phase, that means you're not stretching the time, like with the flange, but you are altering the sound wave. So the peak and the valley,
2: mm-hmm.
1: the, the basic shape of the wave is different And when you overlay that with the original, it cancels out some of the frequencies in the resulting combination.
0: Mm.
1: I could be completely wrong with that description, (laughs) but my understanding, because there is that canceling of frequencies going on, and similarly, because when that effect takes place in the song, when it gets super muffly, that's the high frequencies being canceled out. That's where I'm like, okay, phaser, I think, Mm. but people who know more than me People who are in the composition half of our department that might be listening to this. Mm-hmm. A certain friend of the podcast who might be listening to this, whose name starts with a P, might be... Ends with better an known. eater. <laughs> eater. But please do correct me if I'm wrong, because I have never been good at telling the difference between a phase and a flange. Now, your eyes might have glazed over as I was going on <laughs> about that, and you might be wondering, why does that matter? Well just like you were probably spacing out as I talked about this, I argue that this is a great song for spacing out. (laughs) And I mean that in a really good way. Spacing out is valuable. Again, I was listening to this lying on the floor, stretching out my back. Perfect. It's five and a half minutes long. Production is butter smooth and you have those string arpeggios Mm. that just cycle around and around and around and around and it just keeps going and I feel like the song could be like four times as long And it would turn into some sort of like minimalist or ambient piece. Yeah. And it would still be great. And Sway Lee is still fantastic. We were gushing when we were playing the clip over the high notes that he starts to hit at the end of the clip. I didn't play Slim Jimmy's verse, but when he switches his flow partway through, I am way into it. It's just really, 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 really well done. Um, And I have firmly come around to the song which I'm proud to say, Um, I have a historical note, but first I want to give Caitlin some space. uh, Your thoughts on the song.
0: Yeah, I think it's great, and I have slight hesitancy in my voice because I am going to disagree with you about the zoning out. Aha. I hear arpeggiated strings like this, and it's almost like sports or like... Not Olympics, not the very regal okay. sounding things, but like the Carrie Underwood, and who <laughs> did she sing with? A rapper, ludicrous, ludicrous, the champion. You know, like it's that kind of. When I hear those strings, it's almost like a cheesy triumphance okay. of like, the NBA will be playing, right? And so, but anyway, that's only what I associate with. I guess those kinds of strings. I mean, clearly,
1: things? it's not you if they're using it in the. Uh Commercial for an NBA game. So it might just be me once again having an odd conception of what constitutes good music for zoning out to.
0: That's so true. And I assume you don't watch the NFL.
1: Not if I can help it, no.
0: Okay, so I'm a huge fan of fantasy football, as you know, mm-hmm. and I also watch the NFL a lot, mm. and there's been a trend in recent years of kind of we're shifting to rap as kind of like the sports anthems For the of NFL. Yeah, professional okay. sports America, basically was like, okay, this is our genre now. Sure. So I find that kind of interesting in how it's almost like an insider thing, like,
3: Oh, you gotta be sporty to make that association, Tanner. You know, but
0: I'm not
1: sporty enough. <laughs> I'm a dork. Never been a sport. To quote, Motorsport.
0: Oh man, that was good. Oh, yes, but anyway.
1: So historical note, I'm I'm rather excited about this. So, those string arpeggios that we were just talking about, those, and pretty much the like hook at the heart of the song. Are sampled from a 2006 track by Memphis hip-hop group 36 Mafia. That track is called "Side to Side," and that group also includes our friend Juicy J, who was also featured on "Power Glide," which is a nice sort of uh, conscious nod back to the song's inspiration. So, we're just going to play about 30 seconds of this 36 Mafia track again uh, from 2006, and that's called "Side to Side." Okay, so I won't belabor the resemblance there. It's obvious and extensive. But I will say, much like the Derez Deshawn and Tony Braxton hard away, heart away comparison that we drew a few episodes ago, I feel like these work really well Mm. as counterparts. Uh, They don't feel redundant to me. Um, But with that, I think I'm going to draw (laughs) to a close because that was a very deep dive on a song. Uh,
0: Yeah, I think also I... Love Sway Lee, and I've loved him since Unforgettable with French Montana. Like, I was a huge fan of that song. But I think both Sway Lee and Ray Stremmerd are excellent choices for this kind of commercial, or maybe the commercialization of rap on sports kind of thing that I was talking about. Just because their voices are so middle of the road. Like, you hear three six mafia and you're like whoa like gangster rap you know and that may or may not be offensive to some audiences with Mm. i guess sporting events and i'm droning on about sports but i can see these obvious choices being made of like middle of the road middle of the road we're gonna put in strings we're gonna do this and whether or not i would be really interested to see if that was in mind when they were producing and writing the song
1: something that audiences would perceive as inoffensive Right, some sense.
0: like okay, we have this commission from ESPN. If anything mm-hmm. like that went on, or whether ESPN kind of like cap got the song after it was created, right. whatever, I'd be really interested to see. Maybe I'll do some digging and report
1: back. Yeah, be interested to hear. Mm-hmm. Would we'll also be interested to hear uh, about our pick of the week.
0: Oh, we've kept it a secret.
1: Relatively, <laughs> it's Dave. 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 We love him. Um. I don't know if there's really a ton to say i do i do want to wax poetic about the very end of the song where there's this really cool sort of beat switch or i don't know if beat switch is even the right term but like the tempo kind of kicks up a little bit the piano gets all a little perkier like the song gets kind of uh upbeat a little bit at the very end there um and we'll have that be our outro. Uh, music because it's very it's a good note to end on um, and it's once again us trying to do our part to boost a uh, a rapper that we both really admire
0: yes indeed
1: so with that being said thank you so much for listening to Chart Chat your weekly piano lesson if you'd like to listen to all this past week's chart debuts you can find YouTube and Spotify playlists in the show notes and if you have any questions feedback or corrections please especially if you're correcting me on the flanger phaser matter. Mm. Please get in touch with us via email at chartchatcast at gmail.com. Also, if you're interested in following us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at chartchat and on Instagram at chartchat. Also, if you would be so kind and if you are so inclined, go ahead and rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice, whether that's iTunes or Google Play or what have you. Um, It really helps us find new listeners and we love getting the feedback. We also love that Chart Chat's intro theme was written by Peter Kelly, and our cover art was made by Billy Phillips, and both of these fellows are from Coronation Media. Coronation Media is a creative studio specializing in video production, animation, and graphic design. To learn what they can do for your company or organization, visit www.coronationmedia.com. Chart Chat is also a member of the Teej.fm network from WTJU. To learn more, visit Teej.fm. That's T-E-E-J.fm. Thanks again for listening to Chart Chat. I'm Tanner Green. And I'm Caitlin Flay. And we will catch you next
2: week. Too many dying and I'm sick of it.